Welcome to Fold in the Cheese, the recipe for fantasy football success. We are your hosts, two average dudes, watched a lot of football, played a lot of fantasy football, and our wives told us to get real jobs. And uh, we said pass. We'd much rather talk about football instead, so here we are. Uh, this is a podcast for those who are just starting in the fantasy football. We want to bring some knowledge to help you get started. We'll be here along with you on the whole journey throughout the season, checking in, checking in with players and seeing who we should sit, who we should start, all that fun stuff. And for those who are a little more advanced, don't worry, we got some stuff for you too. Yeah, so if you're a casual fantasy player and you're tired of not winning, we're going to change that for you. If you never played before and you feel like, hey, I think I'd like to play this and I think I'd like to win my first time through, we're here for you too. Let's make this happen. Get some W's. Let's get it. Welcome into Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy, Kemper Troll, on the mic today. Excited to be here, although still a little hot after this weekend's games. We had some thrillers. We're going to get into that in a few minutes. But I'm joined today by the Bateman to my Nigel Gruff slash Shane Falco. Couldn't decide on that one. From the replacements. Man, I'm a man. You got me the ball. I got you the ball. You got the ball. It's Ethan Gill fan. What's up, E? I love this throwback. First of all, 2000, Keanu Reeves at his height. I love it. John Favreau before he was John Favreau. Well, I mean, did you see Swingers? Because first of all, great movie. But did you see that movie? I never saw Swingers. I need to. It's on uh, the list. I know you're you a need big to fan. get on to that. I am a big fan. Yeah. That was when before John Favreau was anything. That's before Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn was tall and skinny. So if that says yeah. anything. Um, yeah. So great movie. But yeah, replacements, man. This was height. You know, I was we were both in high school. So this was like prime. This is like top movie for us. I feel like in high school, and it was awesome, man. I had I had no problems with this movie. It had Orlando Jones, the Pepsi guy. I mean, just an all star cast. It was a good movie, and it was funny and kind of like a comedy of errors at times. And the basic premise is there: the players go on strike, and there's there's a whole group of scabs that come in and take over for them, and. Shane Falco, Keanu Reeves used to be a quarterback in college, but he had like a stud great NFL career. He was going to be a great NFL quarterback, but then he like completely blew out his knee, I think, and also had like just awful, awful game to end his career. Yeah, like, and so he never, I feel never like it was, make it. I feel like it was like a choke job. I think they even mentioned the Cotton Bowl. It was some big bowl game, and he like yeah. completely blew it. Yeah. I don't know if he got hurt, or maybe he probably did get hurt, but I can't remember that part. Yeah. Um, I just remember he was washed up after that. Yep, but then but anyway, Gene Hackman it's, saw it's something intense. in it. That's Gene right. Hackman saw something in him, and just he just he put all the faith in him. He went all in on one Shane Falco. That's right. That's right. So good. It's a good flick. It had a lot of a lot of comedy in there. But the best character, in my opinion, couple there's a lot of good ones, but the best one in my opinion is this kicker, Nigel Gruff, <laughs> this kicker who literally he's British or Irish or something. They sign him because he's like a you know can kick like a soccer player basically is the premise. He comes out here. He's like literally smoking on the field. Like he's, about, <laughs> he's about to kick a PAT. And this goes back to John Madden, who was in the movie. John Madden's probably he like, I think, that, I think that guy's smoking on the field. I've never seen anything like that. He's got a cigarette in his mouth well, on the field before, before a the- kick. Well, I think he was a soccer player at one point in the movie, and the best part is, like, you see him in the locker room. He just got this huge beer gut, and just, but he still's got a, a rocket leg, so that's why they signed yeah. him again. These are all scab players, so it's not like they have the, the top crop. But uh, yeah, Nigel's the best. But you know, spoiler alert: he he's trying to throw some games because he's he's in debt to these bookies, and <laughs> Shane has to pull a Tony Romo, where instead of letting him kick the PAT, he tries to run it in himself, and. Yeah, yep. the plot lines are deep, man. It goes deep. There's a lot of spoiler alerts here. Yeah, for all of you who are going <laughs> to go try and find this movie somewhere, I'm not even sure you can stream it anywhere. <laughs> I'm not even sure you can find <laughs> this on Amazon Prime or whatever. Who knows? I think you actually have to talk to Keanu Reeves himself. Yeah, I think he has the only yeah. copy remaining. I could burn but, you a copy of the D- the DVD because I do have that. Do you really have it? Yeah, that's impressive. Yep. By the I way, a DVD I feel collection. Like he, you did. You do have a massive one. I do remember in college you had like a big old notebook too, but not as yeah. not as much as our boy Brad. Brad Brad, Brad Buster, Buster was the best. He literally that had was hundreds far the and best. hundreds of movie, and uh, it would just be any weekend or hell we had, or you had like random movie Tuesday. You could just go to Brad and say, "Hey, uh, give me X." He's like, "Yep, got three of those." Like, why do you have three copies? Just because <laughs> <laughs> it's a popular movie that people want it. Yes, exactly. Just like a blockbuster. 
So yeah, we had a that was a good one. It was a good flick. Uh, encourage you to check it out. Any football movie. We, we've decided we're going to do football movies only through the end of the Super Bowl. So we've got some good ones ahead of us. The replacements is on that list. This is not a throwaway. This is a good movie. Entertaining. Yes. Go check it out. Go and watch it. Um, speaking of entertaining, good grief. This weekend's games were absolutely insane. I've never seen yeah. anything like it. I know I've said that before, but like, they, I don't think there ever have been three games three playoff games decided by a walk-off field goal, all three by the visiting team. And then another game goes to overtime, the walk-off right. touchdown. Like I just never, I've never seen anything like, I was just like, a, it was unbelievable. Well, I was reading up on the games after, uh, after the Saturday games and they were saying, you know, with those two games coming down to the last second field goals, that was the first time two games had come down to game winning field goals as time expires. And then it freaking happens again. The first game on Sunday is just bananas. Like this stuff is just insane. It was unreal. Um, I I guess obviously I was at the Titans game. I ended up getting a ticket to the Titans game, and so I saw the first one heart, in heartbreaking fashion, and had to listen to those stupid Bengals fans who are the worst. They were the worst fans I've been around at an NFL game, and I've been to several Titans games. The Bengals fans were awful, and that obviously kicked it off on a pretty sour note for me. I'm in the car ride home watching some of that Packers game get home later that night and, and watch the end of the Packers game. And I'm, I'm just like stunned, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just kind of stunned. I want to break each of these games down, but to your point, then you come in Sunday and you're just like, I'm exhausted. Like I, I feel like I've used all my energy rooting for the wrong teams in both these scenarios. And here come the Rams and bucks and the same exact thing happens at the end. I'm just like, yeah. you've got to be kidding me. Every person who cares about any of these football teams is absolutely washed right now. You are just oh, exhausted just right now. So mentally drained. I mean, and it's all like brutally in brutal fashion too. So I know I don't want to open any fresh wounds for you, but can't like, can you just like explain a little bit? Because shoot, the ability to go to a playoff game, like to go to the AFC Championship. I mean, the atmosphere must have been sick, unbelievable. Uh, I mean, you were sending me pictures where you saw Goodell. You had six seats. So just give us like a quick atmospheric feel like what was it like being there i mean the game was yeah. tight the entire time so just kind of talk a little bit about that okay so real quick my father-in-law has been a season ticket holder of the titans since they moved here in like 99 or whatever so he's got and he has really good seats he's like on the visiting side behind the bench like 12 rows back on the 50 yard line Jeez, great great seats all right they're sick so i've been to several games with him not, not a ton but i've been to like i don't know five to ten games with him over the years and we always have a great time so we go downtown, we're going to park downtown and go get some lunch. We're walking around Broadway and there's like way too many Bengals fans already. I'm kind of <laughs> like, many. what is happening? There's a bunch of Cincinnati folks here. Well, I think there's a lot of like people who live in Nashville who are from Cincinnati too. Or I'd, I mean, hell, I wouldn't want to live in Cincinnati if I could live in Nashville. So I get that. True. But there's, so there's like, there's like a lot more Bengals jerseys floating around downtown Nashville than I wanted to see. It got me off on a sour note immediately. A lot of that who day, they're all screaming who day, who day. Who do they think they beat them Bengals? I'm just like, oh my God. So we get some food, we <laughs> oh go to the God, stadium. We're starting, we're starting to cross the pedestrian bridge over the river in Nashville to the stadium. And you start seeing a few like less Bengals fans. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, I feel a little better. Like it's still, this is Titans country. I'm not worried. Yeah. We're going to be like outnumbered somehow in our own stadium. You get in the stadium. It's, it's like a large majority of Titans fans. There really were small contingents of Bengals fans. And they were kind of in pockets. They weren't all clustered together, which was nice. So it was a Titans. It was a home game for the Titans for sure. Yeah, of course. Loud, proud, all of that. But so I'm sitting there watching the game unfold. First play of the game, obviously, Tannehill throws a pick. And you're just like, <laughs> dear God. Like, you know, we, we lost the coin toss. That sucked. We get the ball. Okay, let's just, you know, Derrick Henry's back. The place went freaking nuts when they announced Derrick Henry. They saved him for last, as we all of knew course. they would. People were erupting, you know, going crazy for him. So we're like, all right, give this man the rock. So they do play action, which I don't think is a bad call because I think everybody thought they're going to give Derrick Henry the ball. Tannehill throws a pick. Okay, kind of sucks the wind out of our sails. <laughs> but the defense tightens up. And you're like, okay, the defense is, is playing well, good. You know, Ben, don't break. We've talked about this. Um, they get the ball again. Three and out, punt. And you're just like, okay, not what I was hoping for. Like Tannehill looks off, all right? The Bengals are moving the ball, but they're also settling for field goals. This is what happened against the Raiders too. They're moving mm -hmm. it, but they're settling for field goals. So we're kind of like, all right, so this thing's not getting out of hand. Finally, you know, like the Titans get a drive together and they end up getting kind of close into the red zone. They, they run a couple of stupid plays and they end up having to kick a field goal too. So we're like, all right, so it's, I don't know. It's like at that point, I want to say it was 16 to three. I mean, I think it was 
the Bengals scored pretty much all their points pretty early on. Got it. Got it going. It was sixteen to six. Minutes. That was the the biggest yeah. uh, dip. Sixteen to six. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. The first the first Titans score was a touchdown, and then they went for two because they got a penalty on yep. the extra point, and it ended up taking that the extra yard and getting it down to the one yard line. And they ran like a shotgun handoff, and Henry got bottled up. It's like they, they had a, they had several of these plays where you're just like. Oh, what was that call? You know, there's a third down late <laughs> in the game when they ran, they ran Tannehill on like it was third and like a foot and they ran Tannehill out of shotgun and a quarterback draw. And I'm like, just put him under center and sneak it, you know, or hand it off to Henry. And then the next play, they went it forward on fourth. They hand it off to Henry. Doesn't get it. Cause they're just coming out of the shotgun again. So anyway, there's a lot of that going on, but throughout the game, we started off with like no hope as it kind of got dashed immediately. They kind of came back a little bit and the Bengals were taking over. The Titans just looked way bad. And so you're thinking you're getting the fourth quarter like this thing's not looking good. We, I, I don't feel good about it. Well, a couple of plays go their way. Controversial interception off the ground. All of a sudden, the play starts lighting up and, and people are waking up. Can I ask you about that interception real quick? Or, and I, I'm putting air quotes on it because I'm watching the game at home. Don't you dare put and I'm watching on it. <laughs> I'm watching the game at home. How many like, – did they show the replay on the Jumbotron? Or they're like, nope, we're not going to show this replay. Okay. Oh, absolutely. See? Yeah, they were showing okay. it. And I think it was it was legitimately like people were like everyone around me was we were kind of talking like, hey, what's the rule? Like it can it touch the right. ground? Like I'm I'm saying you're saying like I think it can touch the ground as long as that ground doesn't aid the reception. Like I think it, it can touch it as long as you have control when it touches the ground and the, the ground doesn't make it an easier catch for you or something like that. I don't know, forget the terminology. The Bengals fan in front of me is like, This is bullshit. You know, he's like, No <laughs> way, it's a homer call if they don't overturn this. I'm like, Well, Listen, you got to understand, like, it may not be about overturning it. It may not be enough evidence to overturn it. Maybe just it stands, you know, whatever. So anyway, they end up keeping it, right? I don't know. What what the announcers, were they going to New York and asking about it? And what did they say, have to say about it? Of course, they, they had everybody in New York talking about it. So everyone kept going back and forth. But, I mean, when you see it on TV and you do, they're, they're zooming in and all the different angles. And you see the dirt coming up, like, from behind the ball. Because clearly the ball did drag on the ground. Um, I mean, first of all, yeah. the play, he made an amazing beat on the ball to grab that. I mean, it was a spectacular yeah. play. Uh, but then, you know, of course, when you zoom in and you do all this and all the analysis, they get the lab testing out. They they take samples of the earth and they bring it back. to. <laughs> uh, so I honestly thought it was going to be overturned. I thought it was going to be. And yeah. that was kind of what the, the people in New York were saying and all that. I was like, oh, damn, like that that place is going to go bananas in a bad way if that gets overturned. And so of course I'm yeah. watching with Kirsten and she goes, Oh, well they're of course going to let it stand. They're in Tennessee. I was like, no, Kirsten, that's not how it works. The the officials are unbiased. They're supposed to <laughs> not be, it's not like the home officiating crew, <laughs> but uh, you know, once again, she was right in her logic and they kept the Jeez. play up. So I think there's a theme here. She's pretty much always right. <laughs> <laughs> You just see pretty much always right. Uh, yes. Yeah. Either, either way, that, that play. But she was correct. <laughs> that's yeah. Either way. doesn't matter. Um, results over process. I don't know how that, how that is. Uh, oh, to uh, how you got to that same point, to that same point, was the Bengals fan you were talking to, was that the law firm? No. So I, that was amazing. I texted Ethan a couple of pictures. Somebody had a Ben Jarvis Green Ellis jersey on about six rows in front of me. And I was like, respect on that person because that guy has not been rellevant in over a decade and was only relevant for about two years. I was going to say, <laughs> I was I was gonna like, say three weeks, maybe relevance, but yeah, all good. Like, dang. All right. Well done. Um, so anyway, that yeah, the Bengals fans were not happy about that. Titans, the momentum was shifting and we're like, okay, we're going to make this thing happen. They end up scoring yep. or they get a field goal, whatever it is. Touch tying the game up. Meanwhile, our defense is like balling out of control. Okay. We mm-hmm. end up with nine sacks, which I think is a record in a playoff game. The defensive line is unreal. And the secondary yeah. is exactly like I thought they'd be. It's tough to guard Jamar Chase because he's a freaking stud. Even T. Higgins is a stud. But they're mostly keeping them in front of them. And when they get down close, they're holding them to field goals. So I'm thinking, all right, we've like we've got a shot here. It's exactly how it should play out. All we need is the offense to do something. Right, something. Deontay Foreman's getting in there, and Deontay Foreman is a spark, and he's getting these big chunk gains. I'm like, all right, we're moving the ball again. AJ Brown's having himself a day, moving the ball again. So we get the ball back with like 40 seconds or something, and we had just sacked Burrow to put him out of field goal rage, which was huge. It was like sack at the 50 yard line. We're just like, this is a huge sack. 
massive. Zach. All right, they have to punt. They punted it. Titans get the ball back with under a minute, and you're like, okay, so bare minimum, we're tied. So I'm like, bare minimum, we're going to overtime. All right, this is exactly where you want to be. You got the ball. You got a chance to win, but all you just don't screw up, and, you, and you're at least going to go to overtime, and you've got the momentum, right? Mm-hmm. The crowd's behind you. The defense is playing lights out. You've come back from behind. What happens? Freaking Tannehill forces a ball into our third receiver in triple coverage, and it gets picked at the 50. And you're just like, you've got to be shitting me. With 20 seconds, you've got to be seconds. shitting me. And then you're thinking, well, shit. All we got to do is just like, don't let him get, you know, 15 or so yards because that's McPherson's. He already booted like a 55 yarder. Yep. Don't let him get like 15 yards or so. The very next play, Jamar Chase is like <laughs> wide the hell open. Yeah. Like like twenty yard gain. You're just like, oh my god, oh my god, this is not happening. And the rest is history. Well, I mean, to your point, uh, talking about the secondary for the Titans, they for the most part during the game they were doing a good job of handling Jamar Chase. The the uh, the Bengals had to get creative to get him the ball, so they were doing screens for him. I think they did a couple handoffs at one point. I might or I might yeah, miss that up. Sweet jet sweep on him, yeah. So they just had to try and figure out different ways to get the ball in his hands because they were they were doing a good job of locking him down. But then, to your point, the first play of the last drive was a big twenty yard grab. So that was that was tough. But he ran yeah, across the was entire brutal, field man. and got lost somewhere. I don't know what happened, but he I was uh, I was thinking about I was thinking about you all afternoon, saying, "Oh my gosh, he's got to be going insane." And then, of course, at the end, I'm like, "Okay, so I'm not going to talk to Kemper probably until Tuesday." Uh, so. I hope he's all right. <laughs> I hope he's all right. It was bad, man. And the and the Bengals fans, again, so freaking obnoxious. Just so obnoxious. And part of me gets it because, like, I, I'd probably throw that in their face, too, if I was at a visiting stadium. We just pulled this massive upset or whatever. Like, I'd be stoked, too. But, oh, my God, I just was I was just so annoyed at them. You know, <laughs> and my father-in-law is, like, classy guy. On the way out, he's grabbing all of them. Like, hey, congrats, guys. Great game. You know, like, excited that, for you. That is classy. Wow. Yeah. I'm that just like classic. dropping f bombs at everybody, like get out of my way, you should go back to freaking Ohio, and like get out of here, you piece of shit. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, oh man, I was pissed. Real quick side note: Have you seen? Oh, of course you have. I know you've seen this movie, uh, Euro Trip. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so remember the scene. Um, so the two friends are are looking for this mysterious uh, German girl, but they're in England. And they go to this pub, they get wasted, and then they wake up and they're on this soccer bus, like the soccer fan bus <laughs> going to the Man yeah. Man City game, whatever. And they're, yeah. they're traveling in France. It's, it's uh, Toby Jones is the main British thug who's spectacular. I love Toby Jones. And uh, you just see him at the driver's seat just honking the horn because they're in this double-decker bus driving in France, which... Of course, when you're driving in France, you're on the other side of the road. But the bus, like, no, we're going to drive on the same side. So you just see him honking <laughs> and just yelling obscenities. So when you're saying, like, I'm walking out of the stadium, go back to Ohio, black and orange, are terrible. I get to see Toby Jones, like, hey, you, you damn. It's just, I just picture that scene as you yes. exiting the stadium. Pretty, pretty much. That's pretty much pretty it. Pretty spot on. Yep. There it is. Pretty spot on. So okay. not a great, not a great experience. A great experience and not a great experience and at the same one. time totally get that so sorry i had to experience it but it was quite the epic game um but i mean your titans played against themselves the entire year battling injuries the fact that they got the number one c was a surprise it was incredible impressive in itself if they had a full healthy derrick henry the entire season it's a different story so it's tough you know injuries do make it impact the game immensely and it just it sucks for them but sorry man yeah sorry it really sucked really sucked it does so now i'm uh, i'm out on the Bengals. Going forward. <laughs> uh, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Fair. Well, see, the team who beat my team is out, so go Chiefs as well. Uh, let's move on to the San Francisco Green Bay game. Now, you yeah. only got to see part to this one, right? Just because you were still recovering. Yeah. I saw basically the second, most of the second half, because like I like I said, I was, I, I clicked it on when we got back to the car. I clicked on my phone to start watching it live. Yeah. And so I just saw like some of it. I saw, I, I think I tuned in right after the AJ Dillon touchdown at the very beginning. And then it was just like back and forth, ugly, sloppy. Oh it's, it's like pouring down snow. Uh, both defenses are playing lights out. Can't get anything going. I know Green Bay, this was this is one of the reasons I picked Green Bay to win it all is I knew they were getting, or there was a thought they would get Jair Alexander back. And Zadarius Smith came back too. So you're like their defense, which has been good, not great all season, 
is about to be potentially great. And like, yeah. if you pair that with Aaron Rodgers and home field advantage, I'm like, how are you going to beat this team? The and, defense um, was like spectacular. Defense so was I was actually watching. I was actually watching this game with Jason in his uh, in his bar in his house. So fun. Shout out to Jason. Oh, Thanks nice. for hosting. It was a great time. Nice. So where's my invite to the bar game. at the house? By the way, I've heard so much about it. Again, I knew you were. I need to give you like three days to cool down. I was like, now's yeah. not right. the time to give him the invite. Uh, okay. But next time you're up here in Ada, Michigan, man, we got you. So um, <laughs> all right. So we're just watching this game, and you know, to your point, that the Packers score early. It's like, uh oh, here we go. They're just going to be steamrolling through this thing. But then it literally, both teams just hit a frozen wall and literally could not do anything. If you watch the Niners, they did not have a first down until late in the second quarter. Uh, Jimmy G didn't complete his first pass until that time, late in the second quarter. Like there was one play, I remember it explicitly, where um, it was like a second or a third down. And Kittle was, I can't tell you how open he was in the middle of the field. And this is George Kittle, you know, top tight end in the league, top player in the league, all-star, superstar, stud. Jimmy G hits him with a beautiful pass. If he catches this ball, it's a 60-yard touchdown because there's no one around him in the middle. Literally hits him dead in the hands. He bobbles it. (laughs) His momentum still carrying one way, and he drops it. And you're like, holy shit. If a perfectly thrown ball to someone like George Kittle can't be caught, like it must be pretty bad there. And you're watching them play. I can't tell you how many balls were dropped on both sides of the ball. I mean, A.J. Dillon came up a little bit gimpy at points, so he was hurt. The one guy, okay, I'll take back. Devontae Adams had a solid game, not like a superstar Devontae Adams game, but Aaron Jones had himself a game, which was crazy. And I think it just must be any time I watch the Packers in Jason's bar because Happened last time we watched the, the second That's week true. of the season. We watched the Packers Lions, and I needed Aaron Jones to get me six touchdowns, and he got me five, and I almost won. But uh, same right. thing, man. He had like nine catches for 170 yards. He snuck free on the sideline, and it was it was a great play. But uh, man, that game was just so that was just like a grudge match, just in the freaking trenches, just brutally cold, just no one could do anything, and uh, crazy ending. Because again. It's not like the Packers were the Packers were definitely in control of the game, but just kind of like the Bengals against the against the Raiders, they weren't putting it away. They couldn't themselves. Yeah. They would just be out of field goal range or just they would just make some silly mistake that they wouldn't get the first down or something like that. So you're just like, man, if one thing breaks for the Niners, like watch out. And then what happens, man? That block punt, and you're like, holy it was unreal. crap. Unreal. They they couldn't get anything going on offense all day. And to score Nothing. that way. The Packers defense did nothing wrong, you know, and then oh, a freaking block punt for a touchdown. You talk about not being able to do anything on offense all day. The one guy who was your man, the workhorse himself, Debo, like, you know, it. Debo you know was Debo's literally all the over only that one who could get anything going. Like what when, when they needed a big play, they would have him run it. And, you know, he got his long was a nine yard run, but it was a crucial one. Like he would get him that big first down or, you know, he only had three catches, but they were big ones. They only had 11 catches as a yeah. team. So the fact that like yeah. they would go to him and uh, he was actually a little gimpy towards the end of the game too. So clearly like he going to get paid that Debo saying, I mean, he going to get paid. Yes. You know, getting, getting hit in that kind of weather <laughs> is just absolutely oh, brutal God. anyway. You can imagine how it just feels like your bones are cracking. I mean, it's just not, it's not cool. So Debo, man, I saw him. I mean, he's taking handoffs up the middle, like a legitimate running back. These are not gadget plays. Like he is legit handoff through the a gap, you know, like just straight up the middle. And uh, to your point, he's just a, he's just more of a man than the defense was on those plays. He's just like, I'm, I'm going to get yardage here. And so I I agree. He is a freaking stud. He's a said, I hope he's not too gimpy coming into this Sunday because he was definitely hurting towards the end of the game. Um, yeah. So it's good to see these him guys will finish find, it out. These guys find a way to they find a way to bounce back. They'll be all right. Um, right. I mean, Robbie Gold, kudos to him. Robbie Gold hits a clutch Robbie Gold, goal man. in that kind of that kind of weather. I mean, good grief. You take I'm telling you, that's why there. that's why I'm going to have Brady be a kicker because you can play into your 40s. You can be the hero. You can make a couple mil a year and play forever. That's going to be Brady, man. You know what I'm saying at the game, Gale though? Fan. Like. I'll tell you what the real the real position is the long snapper because that guy you don't have the pressure of the you don't have the pressure of the kicks on you you know the kicker is like I don't know you screw up a couple of kicks you're on the street and there's yeah. a lot of pressure there too especially for game winners long snappers I, you don't even know if they're doing good or not like who cares unless it goes over the guy's head 
you did you must have done well you did all right so just snap um, it at him so this was go. an interesting fact this is an interesting fact i i was uh looking up with the packers they have the most home playoff losses since 2002 they have seven playoff losses at home, which is crazy. Like at first, like, okay, seven's not that many. But you're thinking, okay, you're hosting these games. This is your your advantage. And you've lost yeah. seven. Like that's a lot. <laughs> and they have the most in the NFL since 2002. So I don't know what I don't know what that stat says about Rodgers. I don't know what it says about the team. I don't know if they actually aren't a good cold weather team. I don't know what it is, but I just thought that was a very interesting and telling stat. Well, you, I, I would be curious to know that? what their what their um, win loss percentage is in like December home games, you know, as opposed to playoffs. We got into a debate with our boy Jonah about this and trying to figure out, you know, what where does Rogers stand among the best quarterbacks? Yeah. What does this mean for him? You have to put some of the blame on him, obviously. Again, he's the quarterback of the team, and for mm-hmm. him to have this weird track record in home playoff games, especially against the Forty ers God, it's happened four times in the Niners. <laughs> He's yeah. just like struggled against them, you know. I don't, I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. You don't see something like this on most other quarterbacks. Like there are quarterbacks who can't win in the playoffs. We've had like Stafford, Andy Dalton was like that. Like there, there are guys who can't win in the playoffs. But Rodgers has won a Super Bowl. He's been in the NFC title game, you know, multiple times. So like he can win, but then he also has this weird asterisk. This kind of asterisk. That's kind of like. Yeah, it kind of has lost a lot though at home, especially seven home losses yeah. at Lambeau. You think of you think of places that have home field advantage. There, there are like three that I can think of right off the bat. That I think of the most. I think of Arrowhead, which we talk about. I think of Lambeau, yep. and I think of Vaunted. New Orleans. You know, I think of New Orleans and, and the Saints. It's like those three stadiums. I think of in particular are like notoriously the toughest places to play. But on the you're road, telling yeah, me they've lost sure. seven seven home games in the playoffs in the last 20 years. I mean, that's, that's just wild. That's too many. Yeah. It's wild. And in this game in particular, he had the defense. So you can't possibly mm say he's putting up points and just not, you know, Peyton Manning had that for a while. He was like, Peyton will put up 35, but they might give up 40. So that's not on him. Mahomes has had that in the past where they, they give up 35 and he's put up, you know, 40 or whatever. Like it's not on him. I was going to say, and, you know, besides A.J. Dillon getting a little gimpy towards the end of the game, like they were healthy. Like this was probably the healthiest team in the playoffs, probably the healthiest they've been in a long time. And so mm-hmm. there's, there's really, you don't have the excuses. There's nothing there. Um, maybe his COVID toe really kicked in or. COVID toe kicked uh, in. He, you know, he played fine. And we talked about out. this too. Nigel Gruff would have would have been great for them. Clutch field goal. I don't. I didn't see if Mason missed any field goals or anything, but. Like he played fine. He he didn't have any mistakes. He didn't have like an interception or fumbles or anything like that. His completion percentage was good. Kind of dinking and dunking, but you're not going to get a lot of long bombs in a game like this with mm-hmm. the weather like that. So I don't know. I don't know what that says. You know, uh, Mason did miss a field goal, so uh, did he? They needed you, Nigel. They did. Yeah, and Robbie That's Gold. What I was wondering. Robbie Gold in his career has never missed a postseason kick, extra point, or a field goal. I actually think I did see that on the on the uh, broadcast. That is freaking clutch, yeah. man. That is clutch. Penn State alum right there. Go Lions. Is he? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Penn Stater. So I don't know, man. I don't know. The conversation about Rodgers could go on for a long time, but I don't I don't yes, know. It it's could. a weird it's a weird phenomenon. The guy is a freak talent on the field. And it's not just I, I said this to to Jonah. He's not like people said that about Jay Cutler. They're like, oh his arm is ridiculous. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But Jay Cutler <laughs> was not even in the same world as Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers does things that <laughs> Jake. you've 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 only seen. Like I think to Jonah's point, like you've seen Patrick Mahomes do some of the stuff that Rodgers does. He looks the most like Aaron Rodgers. But the difference is Rodgers throws four interceptions an entire season. You know, whereas yeah. Mahomes will risk it like that, but he'll still throw 10, 12 picks. Mm-hmm. More like maybe far over somebody. Rodgers does this stuff and he doesn't throw picks. You're just like, gosh, just incredible. You know, all right. Here, here's but, a question for you. You just brought him up. Has Mahomes eclipsed Rodgers already? I don't. I, I don't think so. I mean, he he does have a Super Bowl and he's been to two. So MVP, I mean, if he gets Super another, Bowl. if he gets if he gets another ring, yeah. If he gets another ring, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> as, two rings and to look like that. Yeah, 
It matters. And as I brought up as I brought up to you and Jonah, Aaron Rodgers is in the elite company of the one win Super Bowl club, such as Joe Flacco, Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson's. So he's in that elite club right there. God, I know. You just think from a, <laughs> when you watch them play football, I just think there's no way you can convince me that Ben Roethlisberger is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers or Eli Manning is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I just Eli can't Manning be convinced not, of that. No, do not even bring but, up Eli Manning. Dude, two rings for him and Ben. I don't know. I, I, mean, I there, mean, there's an I'm argument. Not, there is an argument to be made that, that 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 trumps everything else because that is what a quarterback is judged by. Again, so then are you telling I, me Brad Johnson and Trent Dilfer are on the same level as Aaron Rodgers? No. A lot of the defenses so. and the, the teams help. I mean, I, I might give you Ben Roethlisberger. I know Jonah was a big Ben Roethlisberger guy. I, I, I've i never been a huge Ben guy throughout his career, but I do have to look back and give him the respect that, that is due. I just I do not have that same uh, respect or appreciation for Eli Manning. I know you're an Eli hater. I don't. I don't totally get it. I mean, I, I do get it from the he beat the Patriots twice kind of thing. The guy's got pretty probably pretty similar career stats to someone like Ben. He he never missed a game. He was solid. He put up, you know, over 3,000 at a time when 3,000 was sort of like the mark for passing yards. Like he put over 3,000, maybe even over 4,000 most years. Like statistically, he was really good. They had winning records most of those seasons. They were in the playoffs a, a good amount. I don't know. You can't say anything. I don't think you can say anything too terrible about Eli. And he came up super freaking clutch in those Super Bowls, which says something as well. You know, when you're put in that situation, how do you perform? Uh, the one thing that I found interesting when I was researching was that I was looking at, because I was trying to defend Rodgers, honestly. And so like confirmation bias, like you're trying to find stats that'll back you up. And so I'm looking at quarterbacks with the most fourth quarter comebacks and quarterbacks with the most game winning drives and he's nowhere on that list. Nowhere in like the top 20 or 25 or even 30 on, on either of those lists. I was really surprised by that. I mean, that's a little deceiving though, because you could say, well, oh, he always has the game in hand. You know, they're always, he's, he's already, yeah, the he's game. already ahead. They're winning it. Yeah. Um, but I see that. I mean, because Tom Brady's up there, granted, it's from him playing for 50 years, but also that he can't orchestrate a drive. That's kind of how he started his career. Yeah. But Manning was number one. Winning. Yeah, Peyton was number one. So just a real quick of that draft class of Peyton, uh, not Peyton, Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, and Ben Roethlisberger, just just for fun comparison's sake. So here are the career records for all three of those quarterbacks. Eli Manning, 117 to 117. So he has a 500 record, just straight up. Philip Rivers, 123 to 101. And then hmm. Ben Roethlisberger, 144 to 71. And one, his one tie. The <laughs> uh, Detroit Lions so, this year. <laughs> so it's just kind of interesting. Like again, I am not a Ben Roethlisberger fan by any means, but when it comes to these three, he's definitely clearly the class of those three. And Manning, I think I, you got even though Rivers doesn't have the rings, you look at the stats and the comparisons. You know, Rivers has technically better stats. He has more yards, yeah, more touchdowns, <clears throat> fewer interceptions, better completion, fewer percentage. interceptions. Oh yeah, so Manning Rivers threw three hundred like every freaking day. <laughs> well, you forget that Eli threw a crap ton too. Eli threw for three hundred and sixty-six touchdowns, two hundred and forty-four interceptions. Like that's a lot. Uh, yeah. Philip Rivers three hundred and ninety-seven touchdowns, one hundred and ninety-eight interceptions. So like, really, that's a big difference. That is wow. huge. Yeah, hmm. and so then here I love this uh, awards and accolades. Ben Roethlisberger, six-time Pro Bowler, 2004 AP Offensive Rookie of the Year. Philip Rivers, eight-time Pro Bowler, 2013 Associated Press Comeback Player of the Year. Manning. He played in the Nickelodeon Slime Ball game. <laughs> four-time Pro Bowler. <laughs> I mean, four-time Pro, yeah. So you're right. I mean, I think Roethlisberger, head and shoulders above Eli. And I would even argue, you know, I was going to maybe mention something about, like, the NFC when they had – some good teams and the, you know, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. one of those years they had McNabb for all those years. Cowboys had Romo for all those years, a tough division. The Roethlisberger's in the AFC North with Baltimore in their heyday, you know, now yep. Cincinnati and Cleveland were both garbage, but Baltimore in their heyday was as tough as anybody. They were tough. So I, mean, I don't Trent know. man, watch out. Joe Flacco, watch Trent out. Dilfer, but no, I, I, I joke, but you're right. Those were defensive minded teams who could then like throw some yeah. surprises on offense. So, but yeah. Interesting. So yeah. 
Yeah. Crazy game. Niners versus the freaking. Uh, oh, wait, we'll get to that. That's coming up next. Who are the Niners going to play in the NFC championship game? Let's find out from our oh recap of the Rams and Bucks game. <laughs> so this game was crazy. This was you had to be thinking this was like the Super Bowl with the Falcons, right? I mean, the Rams yeah, went up 100% huge. The Rams went up huge in this game and it gets a halftime. It was it's like 20 to three or whatever. You're just like, this is not good. In it, and in its biggest lead, it was a one point difference in that Super Bowl. So the Super Bowl was twenty eight to three for the Falcons yeah. in the third quarter, and for the Rams, it was twenty seven to three. I'm like, oh my god, is this really yeah, going to happen? This is going to happen again. <laughs> so obviously, as you all know by this point, second half comes out and the Rams score again to go up twenty seven to three. I think, and the Bucks mm-hmm. just decide they're a different team now. All of a sudden, you get Mike Evans involved, Gronk is catching everything, Fournette's bruising, whatever. And here comes that big comeback, right? So they, they get a touchdown. You're like, okay, thank God. We're on the board. We're doing okay. Get a stop. Maybe get another touchdown. Okay, now we're only down seven, right? The game wears on and wears on. And they get into the fourth quarter. And this is the drive I remember specifically was Cam Akers, who, again, looked okay this game. Didn't look great. He looked okay, but this is a tough run defense. He's supposed to be their workhorse. He gets 20 carries. Fumbled the ball on their own, like, 35 or something on a on – a, a run where you're kind of like trying to salt away the clock, you know, and you're just like, Oh dang. Oh, this is a, this is a big shift. Right. And so the bucks come back and, you know, Brady does his thing. Brady does what Brady does. Two minutes under two minutes runs the two minute drill perfectly scores with like another, like a minute 42 or so left. 42 seconds left. Yeah. 42 42. seconds left. He scores touchdown 42 seconds left. Tie game, 27-27, unreal comeback. Obviously, all the momentum, they're in Tampa. Stadium's going nuts. And you start to hear the fans again as the Rams would get the ball. You start to hear those fans just going crazy. But just like the Titans game, exact same thing. Cooper Cup was unguardable. Unguardable. He was was unguardable, but at the same time, they, like, forgot about him on at least three or four of those receptions. Like, you watch the game like, uh... There is no one by Cooper Cup. Honestly, the replacements were playing on defense for the Bucs at that point because they're literally looking at it like, ooh, right, that guy. Like, Shane Falco could have could have made that pass. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. You could have made that pass. I could have made that pass. Yeah. It was it was I crazy. Back, so the, make that pass. the one guy that you've absolutely got to make sure you've got in front of you the entire time got loose. Just like Jamar Chase. The best players in those moments, they show you why they're the best. And so I think that's exactly what happened. They get two key receptions to move the ball down the field. They spike the ball with like six seconds left. Matt Gay comes on game, game winning field goal against his old team. Boom. That feels buckets. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That feels nice. It's just, I mean, Unreal. Um, I did hear those some weird. So first of all, just listen to, so I pulled up the play by play of the second half. Listen to this progression of grossness. Okay. So uh, after the Rams get a touchdown, go 27 to three, then the uh, Bucks come back and get a field goal. So it's 27 to six. So now the Rams, one play, fumble. Okay. Then the Bucks, seven plays, touchdown. Then Rams punt. Then the Bucks, one play, fumble. Next Rams possession, fumble. Next fumble, yes. possession, downs. Next Rams possession, missed field goal. Next Bucks possession. Down. It's like holy shit. And then you have Cam Akers fumbling with like he fumbled in two, basically at the end of both halves, which were huge swings because at the end of the first half, Cam Akers fumbled on the goal line, which they could have gone up twenty-seven to three at half. Instead, they fumble, yep. lose the ball, you know, still twenty to three. And then he does it again yep. in the crucial time. It's like my god. It just it felt like the Steelers Lions for a second that nobody wants to win this game, I guess. But luckily, the Rams had built up enough of a lead. Just wild, man. Just all of a sudden, the back to back fumbles were pretty wild. The back to back fumbles were funny. I was watching that part. I was just like, oh, my God, the fans are going crazy. (laughs) What is happening? The swings, the swings were wild. So the Rams head to the NFC championship. It's going to be a home game for them. <clears throat> yeah how about that as a four seed you get the home game in the nfc championship so i mean this is just wild so obviously both number one seeds go down uh so you got the two versus the four or excuse me you got the four versus the six in the nfc championship game which is 
I mean, yep. it's, it's fun. It's exciting. It's different. I've seen so many memes on Facebook. You know how uh, Facebook has that, like, Mark safe from Hurricane, whatever. Like, I'm safe. Just check-ins. So I've seen the memes oh, yeah. that Mark, yeah. Mark safe from having to watch Tom Brady in another Super Bowl. So it's just like, all right, there you go. Checked in. Tom Brady. Checked in safe. Yeah. Checked that's in. That's fair. So that's three games in a row now where you've got a last-second field goal. As time expires, like, there's not even a chance for a return or anything. That's it. Last play of the game field goal mm-hmm. by the visiting team to knock off a higher seeded team. I mean, yep. that's just insane. Two of those are so one. The bills, seeds. the bills are watching these. They're like, yes, here we go. Every here lower seed is winning. Go. Let's do it. Kick or get warmed up. Get loose. Chaos. <laughs> Chaos. This game. And again, I didn't, I wasn't able to watch every play of this game, but I watched most of the second half and all of the end, it was just one of the most incredible finishes to a game I've ever seen. I think people, everyone would say that, and that may be hyperbole because it's recency bias, whatever, but unbelievable. You're talking the two future stars of this league just gunning it out against each mm-hmm. other. Shootout, man. This game was tight, early, tight, late. There wasn't a ton of scoring until there was a ton of scoring. Until there was. Uh, I think yeah. I think I think Josh Allen had like 170 passing yards in like the last two the minutes last two or something minutes. crazy. <laughs> yeah, something insane. We're just like, what is happening? These entire games, you've kind of held things in check. In the last two minutes, no one could play any defense at all. Mm-hmm. It was wild. Josh Allen yeah. threw a pass that hit Gabe Davis, and I think it basically knocked him on his ass and threw him back five <laughs> yards. I mean, I've not seen a rocket like that. He was wide open. Obviously he made an incredible move, juked a guy out of his shorts, literally fell down. I love those. The guys. guy literally <laughs> fell down, fell down. He's wide open in the end zone. Allen steps up and freaking rifles the ball at him. And mm-hmm. I was like, dang, that's a shot. Um, and Mahomes comes back. Same thing. Just- Allen comes back. Same thing again. <laughs> Gabe Davis, four touchdowns. I mean, good God, someone guard this man. Well, so again, uh, we talked about the, uh, we talked about the series of miscues in the Rams Tampa Bay game and the, and the possessions. So here are the final one, two, three, four, five, the final nine possessions. Okay. It goes chiefs, touchdown, bill, touchdown, punt, punt, chiefs, field goal, bills, touchdown, chiefs, touchdown, bills, touchdown, chiefs, field goal. It's like, holy shit. Like that. It was incredible. You talk about a shootout. You just talk about fun. You talk about a game for the ages. It literally had everything. Just ridiculous. So Gabe Gabe Davis catches a touchdown with 16 seconds left, I think. 13. For the 13 Bills. seconds. 13, 13 seconds left for the Bills to go up by three. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, holy cow, what an incredible comeback. Back, back and forth shootout. What a victory for the Bills. And of course, the announcers are like, oh, there's 13 seconds left, but like, that's maybe two plays, you know? Maybe. That is really rough. The Bills kick the ball out of the end zone, which probably shouldn't have. They probably should have done some kind of squib, but you also don't want to give a bunch of yards. Like, I don't know. They kick the ball out of the end zone. So the, the Chiefs get the ball in the 25 with the full 13 seconds, and they've got all their timeouts. And so you're like, okay, well, they're going to have to pull some magic out here. Well, the first play is Tyreek Hill, Boom. fastest Once man again. alive. You go Just to your best player. Screaming across the field. I mean, and he gets like 25 yards. And you're just like, okay. Now there's like, you know, eight, eight seconds, seconds left or something because he's so damn fast. And you're like, they call a timeout. You're like, all right. The next player, like, okay, well, if they can get a chunk here, like they could kick a field goal. I'm starting to think, like, do you think Butker could kick a 70 yarder? Like, is it possible? I've seen him kick high 60 yarders in practice before. They've shown video of that. Like, if they can get a few yards. They probably only needed at that point because on the 50, I think they probably only needed, you know, eight yards or something. And, and he'd have at least a shot. Well, instead they get like 15 or 20 yards from Travis Kelsey manhandling everybody on the field to get down mm-hmm. with like two seconds left. And you're just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. They actually did it. Two plays, 10 seconds, 12 seconds or whatever. And they're going to get a shot at a field goal to tie this thing up and go to overtime. And Bucker yeah. straight down the middle, splits the uprights, perfect kick. It was only like a 45 yarder. It wasn't even that long. Yeah, it was, was 49. That they even, they, it was incredible that they were even there. They went 45 yards in 10 seconds. So, I mean, 
I mean, you talk about good clock management. Who Everyone always gets on Andrew Reid for his poor clock management. The fact that he had all of his timeouts, huge, able to go 45 yards, 10 seconds. And who do you go to? You go to your stars. You go to your Jamar Chase. You go to your Cooper Cup. You go to Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. That's who you go to. That's who you know is going to step up. And they did, man. Like, holy crap. They were incredible. I mean, just incredible. And you just, I again, I'll just say, you just have to know, like, certain players, this tells you how they separate the elite from the rest. Certain players mm-hmm. just they they decide in those moments. No one's going to guard me. No one's going to no one's going to stop me. I will catch this ball and I will make a play no matter what. And well, all your, four of those guys that you just mentioned did that. Yeah, and to your point, like before they came out for that final thirteen second drive, Andy Reid looked at Patrick Mahomes and said something about like it's time to go Grim Reaper mode or something like that. I, I'm I'm butchering it, but he ta- made a reference to being the Grim Reaper and. Call him the harbinger of death because Grim Reaper came out. (laughs) It was unbelievable. So they kick this field goal and go to overtime, and you're just thinking, and Josh Allen's on the sideline beside himself, just kind of like, it's you know, it's the exact same face that Mahomes had when the same thing happened to him against Brady. Yes. When he's like, I have done everything I could do, and I'm not sure it's going to be enough. And the Chiefs win the coin toss, and you're like, oh, shit. They're going to get the ball. Allen may not get back on the field, which is a travesty because of the way he's been playing is like incredible. What happens? Chase moved down the field, methodically moved down the field. Who they hit in the end zone? Travis freaking Kelsey. Touchdown. Which I was super pissed off about because I know, I, you know, I know you're mad. I was like, okay, oh my God, Kelsey does not have a touchdown. My pick is looking amazing. <laughs> I'm like 20% of America was with me. Like no Kelsey touchdown. And then, of course, he got it freaking overtime. Once again, Travis Kelsey screws me in overtime. That son of a bitch. He doesn't. Damn it. You should have known, man. Don't ever bet against him in playoffs. I was looking great until freaking overtime. Bill's defense. Make a stop. Anyway. Chiefs will right, walk so off I, touchdown in overtime. Chiefs will walk off touchdown. So I know this has been talked about, obviously, on repeat since the game. Just, I just want to hear a quick couple thoughts about what you think about uh, overtime rules. Oh, I hate them. I hate them. I, I, I wish they'd do it like college. I like the college rule where they start at the 25 and go in and both teams get get the ball. And maybe they start at like the 40 or something, so you can't just immediately kick a field goal. You know, like it wouldn't be that easy. But like um, it sucks. It sucked to see Josh Allen sit on the sideline and know it does. I'm not even going to get a shot here, you know. It just sucked. Right. I mean, that's fair. But here's my my thing. And so, yes, obviously, the same thing literally happened to the Chiefs three years ago. And, you know, they petitioned the NFL to change the overtime rules so that, you know, both teams would get a shot. Uh, it was denied. But now they're like, this is the greatest. The overtime rules are fine. Um, yeah. And I know this is probably going to be a hot take and you're probably going to disagree with me. Like, I actually don't necessarily have too much problem with the overtime rules because it's like, well, the Bills didn't even get a chance. Bills had a chance. You tell me if the you Bills, can't the put Bills the game away chance, with yeah. 13 seconds, you just got to stop true. them for 13 seconds. So you can't tell me the Bills didn't have a chance. They had a chance. Okay. They had a chance the all game, game and the defense had, had a chance, chance to stop game. the Chiefs. I you, had totally a chance agree with that. you have a chance at the end of regulation. You have a chance in overtime. Make a stop. Step up and stop them or at least hold them to a field goal. Like, okay, I understand. Yes. Josh Allen didn't even get a chance to get on the field. Okay, it's not a it's fair. Okay, it's your turn now. It's my turn to score. No, that's not how the games are played. Like I do so like so they, I do like that if they I do like that if they get a field goal that you get a chance. I do like that change. Playing. Yes, yeah, I, that I helped, do like that sure. change because I do feel I, like I just, the, the field the field goal for the win was always like a cop out. It's like okay, you just need to get like forty yards in thirteen seconds, and like a cop out. Like, yeah, hey, we got the win because we can kick a sixty yarder. So you always just look for the biggest kicker. Yeah, but. So I, yeah. I, I agree. I do like that change. So I'm sorry. I cut you off. Keep going. Well, you were mid rant. I think you may have some more to say. No, I wasn't. I was just, okay. I just didn't like, so, I just like that change. I, yeah, I, I can't, I'm not like super passionate about it. So I don't, I don't think you're like wrong. I, I don't know. I, um, I feel like, yes, what you said is true. Like you had a chance to win the game earlier or whatever, but teams find themselves in overtimes either team finds himself in overtime for all kinds of reasons, including that they played both great and not great, you know, Mm -hmm. in some areas of the game. And so for it to get to that point that you're in overtime in the first place, of course, both teams should have put that game away. You shouldn't even have to have gotten to overtime. You could blame both teams Mm -hmm. for being in overtime 
and not putting it away in some other form or fashion. But it just sucks to see one of the teams. And granted, you're it's a team sport. So if your defense is not good enough to win or to stop them in overtime, you ride or die with whatever all the units of your team, special teams, defense, offense, you're all linked together. And this is the nature of team sports. And so in that regard, Aaron I Rogers. totally get it. Aaron Rodgers knows all too well you're stuck with all units and his he's cursing his special teams. But anyway, he's cursing continue. his special teams, his punt team right now. But yeah, you are. It is a team sport. And that I think this is a good reminder that it's a team sport and that it's not just a, a mat, a game of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. The one problem I have is that they have geared the league so heavily toward quarterbacks and offenses yeah. that I yeah. feel like it would make the most sense for them if that's, you know, if you can't touch the quarterback anymore, if you can't touch the receivers anymore, if all the penalties are going to be on the defense, like then let's just call it what it is, you know, for the fans' sake. They're they're gearing it towards the fans, right? They're doing this for money. All points. the rule changes are offense. for money. Yep. They want to see points. The quarterbacks are the poster boys of the NFL. Like they want they're doing this all for the fans. This is not for the betterment of the game. It's for the fans. And maybe, you know, player safety is in there too. I get that. But that's all like, that's all like a, I think it's a misdirection, you know, sleight of hand. Cause the real thing is they want money. So if you really want money, if you really want to make this a quarterback league, which it is in every other way, then put Josh Allen back on the field <laughs> and let him, let him duel it out. Cause that's what people wanted to see. I got to tell you. Yeah. I don't know if you felt that way. Maybe you didn't feel that way. Maybe you thought like this is, you deserve to lose. I wanted to see more. I just wanted to watch this game go right. on for another hour or two hours. Like, say, play another game. I I would have watched it forever. I would love to, yeah, I would have loved to see this game continue, as you said, for like another hour. And so it is, it's not anticlimactic, but it's like, oh, when a team does finally win, because it's just a, a battle, and you love seeing that. Um, yeah. So, yes, am I disappointed Josh Allen didn't get on the field? Extremely. But, you know, at some point, the game's got to end, and it just happened to do it this way. You knew there was going to be controversy one way or another of, of how the game ended and the overtime rules, and I get that. Um, am I for some changes? Sure. But I don't think, I don't think it's to the overtime rules are to blame for the bills, not advancing to the AFC championship game. Oh, I, I like the, I, I wouldn't, I would I never like, put that on that, on that. No, I do like the idea of changing it up where I don't think as aggressive as college where you're starting on the 20 or the 25. I think maybe you start on your own 30 and you each have a shot because then, you know, at least work for it. As you said, on the college one, you can always just kick a field goal as your, as your safety valve. But, um, so I think there are changes that can be made, but for now they are what they are, and and I'm okay with it for now. I'll say I'll I will say I don't there. I don't think the I don't think the rule is unfair at all. I don't think it's unfair right. because I because I completely agree with you. Like if you want to win, stop them. So exactly. I agree with you, and I think it's I think it's more than fair that you would get a chance even after you didn't stop them and they got a field goal. So I, I think it's totally fair. I just don't love it personally. You know, right. I, just, I would prefer to see them continue to shoot it out. And so um, I don't know what you think about this comparison. Everyone's calling this the new Brady Manning or whatnot. Do you think that's fair to them? It's early, but um, it's early. yeah, that's, that seems like a natural comparison. We, we need the sport needs that, you know, sport they need needs those it. rivals and these guys but are this, both so exciting. Yeah. But to yeah. that same extent, is that fair to your Joe Burrows, your Justin Herberts? Because I feel like there's still a lot we haven't seen from like those guys. I mean, obviously, shit, Joe Burrows in the AFC Championship game. He, we'll see what he does against yeah. Patty. But um, so I don't know if that's necessarily a fair comparison. That might be putting too much pressure on just those two guys, especially when you got these other young guns that are rising up as well. So, but it, it is interesting that everyone's been kind of been throwing that around. It's like, oh, it's a new Brady Manning and da da da. But we'll see. Yeah, it's these fun. guys Whatever are. It is, you know, fun. These guys are. These guys are a couple of years ahead of Burrow and Herbert, so they've got a little more established rapport there, and they've they have brought their teams to relevancy, and they play in a really exciting manner. And Herbert and Burrow do too. So yeah, you're right. It, it, it's not like it's not like Brady and Manny were the only quarterbacks in the league when they were in sure the league. Like you it. know, <laughs> sure it's just like it. it's just like you knew you had to go through them to get there, right? There were other mm-hmm. great. I mean, Philip Rivers. You talked about some of. them. Ben Roethlisberger, there were other great quarterbacks in the league at that time. But you knew if you're going to get to the Super Bowl, you've got to go through Foxborough. You've got to go through Indy. And that's maybe what they're saying. Like, we're not sure if the the Chargers didn't even make the playoffs, for starters. Right. But we're not sure if the Bengals are going to be staying the staying power. Like, I think they they really could with the the core of offensive players they have. But you don't know if that team's going to be, like, as legit as 
Like you knew the Patriots were going to be in it every year. You knew the culture yeah. to be in it every year because those two guys. And even, even if like you take away the supporting cast, it didn't matter. Those guys were going to win. It's funny. You bring up Phillip rivers and, you know, Brady, it sucks to have been a contemporary of Tom Brady because he he stopped you in your tracks almost every year. So I know I've mentioned this series before, and I I, I think I've gotten you hooked on it. Gridiron Heights on on a Bleacher Report. Oh yeah, uh, oh, there's yeah. a great episode. So they make Philip Rivers his character, just like this super aggressive, like always angry guy, but he never swears. So he's always saying like that fluffing Tom Brady always. And so there's an episode. Uh, it's actually the when Brady goes to the Super Bowl to play the Rams and they're doing like an Avengers parody of it. So anyway, you just see Philip Rivers just like trying to throw something at Brady, like fluffing Tom Brady, always fluffing up my entire career. He's going to ruin my hall fluffing hall of fame chances. So I don't know. It just, it just came to mind when you brought up old <laughs> Philly rivers. <laughs> it's true, man. We talked about this with Jonah too. Where we're like, if Tom Brady wasn't in the league, he'd been to 10 freaking Super Bowls. All right. That's 10 Super Bowls that somebody else didn't go to. Yep. Like how many how many more would Peyton Manning have gotten if he weren't mm-hmm. in the league or he weren't what he was? Like how many more would Donovan McNabb gotten maybe? Like who like who would it have been that you know Jake Dell would have, would have gotten a Super Bowl Jake championship? <laughs> but who would it have been that would have benefited? Like I think Peyton right. would have been the obvious answer. But yes, maybe Rodgers, you know, Rodgers or Breeze or somebody like they didn't play him in the Super Bowl, but I don't know, it would have shuffled up so much that like yeah, Manning, I think, is the obvious choice of who would have, obvious guy. Who would have won if, if it weren't for him. So, 100%. Yeah. It'll be fun. The, I'm the best thing I'm is... Exci- I'm, the NFL is in good hands with these guys. I'll just yes. say that. That's, I mean, as I was just saying, the best thing is that these guys are going to be here for a while, and we're going to get to see yeah. a lot more of them, which is which is fun. I'm pissed because the Bills are in the AFC East, so that sucks. But um, it's they're just fun to watch. Fun to watch, man. Uh, so, all right, what are the, what are the matchups going to be for these championship weekend all right, Sunday, we've got a game, 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Central. The Bengals, shitheaded Bengals, are <laughs> heading to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs, and I hope they get absolutely throttled. And I hope the Chiefs <laughs> ride this momentum. Like, Do you think the Chiefs are worn out emotionally from that win, or do you think they're riding high thinking we're going to take oh, this no. all away? All I can just see is Travis Kelsey just still being jacked up. He's freaking Bateman's like, I got the ball. I got the ball. Yeah. I mean, it just never stops. I just see him never stopping. He's got a good energy. He's he's kind of a mini Gronk, really. I mean, he's he's, he's Gronkian. He's of the Gronkian school. I feel like he's like a different Gronk because Kelsey's more like in your face, loud and all that, where Gronk's is like the happy-go-lucky party dude. Like he's Michelangelo, yes. where Kelsey is like a souped-up Raphael. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually that's a really good comparison. Yeah, Gronk Thank is Michelangelo. You. I'm actually yeah. staring at Donatello right now, so I'm like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, well played, well played. All right, okay. so that's that game's at three o'clock Eastern, two o'clock Central. Then we got the Niners traveling to L.A. to take on the Rams for the third time this season. NFC six thirty Eastern, five thirty Central. NFC West dominating the NFC. So the the uh, 49ers have won both of the matchups against the Rams. They always hmm. say, so hard Can't to beat a team it. three times in a season. It is. What hard. do you think, man? I don't know. We're going to preview these games on Thursday, but yes, boy, I don't know. Whatever it is, there these are both just very intriguing matchups. So we got a lot to talk about on Thursday. I'm I'm pumped for that episode. Yeah. I'll give a quick update on our NFL playoff challenge here. So you have a 60 point lead, 360 to 300. Still anybody's game, except that you've still got Mixon going, who you were hesitant on. <laughs> I was He's now getting him, you man. triple points. <laughs> he is now getting you triple points. Um, we both lost Packers. You had some um, I had Buccaneers in there. A couple bucks. Yeah. Yep. I had Derrick Henry in there who didn't have a great game anyway. Uh, so I'm, I am losing and you have a, mix, a Mixon head start on me. So we got to reshuffle our lineups here and see who we end up with. And I just got to hope that we're not picking the same players going forward. I have a feeling, I have a feeling we're going to pick at least one of the same players. And I, and I think we both know who it is, but anyway, we'll figure that yeah. out on Thursday. Yeah maybe so i assume you're talking about uh van jefferson i was talking about cam Akers, but that's all right brandon Ayuk. <laughs> all right man well that does it for today that's all we got i mean that's all we got i i thought this was gonna be a shorter one man and shoot this was we had a lot to talk about for only four games but i mean shoot they, they were awesome so kudos it's to the greatest NFL. weekend of games that we've had all year i mean this is just incredible. all year not even close so with all that being said, got a lot to cover on Thursday, previewing this the championship weekends. And uh, so with all that, keep on folding.
Fold it. Yeah, fat guy's good. Wow. Because of the kid of fat guy's fight, and then you 